Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas. And today I have with me Ryan Ring uh, from Bunker. And of course, I didn't have everything open, head of insurance at Bunker. <laughs> Ryan, thank you for, for joining me today. Yeah, How's thank you for having me. Awesome. So, so we, we are recording on, on Monday, April 18th, uh, 2022, uh, right after the Easter weekend. So, uh, you know, getting back to it. Uh, so first of all, thank you for, for joining me today. And, and, uh, but by the way, you, you are in, uh, Wisconsin, right? Oh yeah. Sunshine state. I uh, woke up to a fresh one inch of snow this morning, <laughs> uh, you know, late April. That's Indian exactly what I was about that. to say. Late April in, in the upper Midwest, uh, it might be beautiful or you might literally have snow. Yeah, uh, that's us. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, so, so uh, Ryan, uh, so, so we, we always give the guests the chance of, of giving kind of the elevator pitch. Uh, what, what, what is Bunker? Yeah, uh, Bunker is, you know, what I'd call an insurtech turning agency. Um, we have always kind of been deemed that insure tech. I'm sure a lot of people listening be like, oh, Bunker, I thought they were dead. Nope, we're not dead. Um, <laughs> kind of light of uh, I, Easter I, Sunday yesterday, <laughs> we're, resurrection's coming. I, I do have to say, out of 300 and some episodes I've recorded, or we've recorded, I've only recorded like 200 and some of those. Uh, I don't believe we've ever had anybody come on to to say hey i wouldn't insure tech that people thought were was dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's a fantastic intro i'm sure that that captures people's attention so i love it okay so yeah so, so what do you mean yeah no uh yeah let me go into that so we um i just say that because we probably we haven't raised funds for a while and that usually keeps people in the the forefront of your mind but um we are a retail broker um, we're focused on the freelance, independent contractor, gig work, side hustles, um, especially when they are contractually required. Um, so how we started as a company, their founder, Chad Nitschke, um, we kind of identified two problems in the market. Um, one of those problems was um, people that required insurance typically had a really terrible time doing so. You know, they would probably throw your COI in a PDF folder. You know, they would never look at that again. Maybe they'd use Excel um, and they'd probably never look at that again either. Um, and we saw that that was just a mess. And then when they gave you the requirements, uh, people were like, what? Like, what do you want me to buy? I don't understand that. And then uh, kind of that second problem is the person that had to buy insurance, you know, they were reading through this contract saying like, I don't understand a word about this mm. in the insurance section. Um, and then they were going to multiple agencies, multiple websites, they would most of the time buy the wrong type of insurance or the wrong limits. Um, they would give their COI back to the company that was requiring it, it'd be wrong. They'd go back and forth and back and forth um, for sometimes weeks trying to get the right coverage. So um, what we did is we digitalized insurance requirements. Um, we gave people kind of a cloud-based system to manage COIs. Um, and then we started to procure the insurance exactly how the contract states so that you can get to work, make sure to get that COI correct the first time. Okay, okay. So, so uh, 
certificate of certificates of insurance or COIs, uh, nobody likes them. Like, like, like oh. quite clearly, they're just not very good at what they're supposed to do. Um, so, so what, what, what one, one piece that, 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 I, that I'm curious uh, how it works is, okay, so, so, so if, I, if I'm a, a contractor, a subcontractor, uh, right, uh, I know nothing about construction, but, but I'm a painter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, that was very low risk, I'm imagining, but, but whatever, a plumber. Okay, so, so, so um, uh, the contractor that I'm going to do the work for gives me a, a contract. Uh, so, so do I literally submit the contract on, on the website and it figures out how, how to, what insurance I need or how, how do you help with that piece of it? The, the, the what type of insurance I need? Yeah, so in that case, we would try to work with the general contractor to digitalize the requirement. And we would say like, oh, this okay, is okay. impossible that to read. Um, and we would essentially turn the contract into a hyperlink and say, um, hey, subcontractor, this is exactly what you need to buy. Um, here's an option from Bunker if you need an option. Um, but we kind of, uh, yeah, let it up in the air as far as that. And, but we, like I said, we make sure that when, you know, we get the request, like we know exactly what you need on your COI. We know exactly what coverages, what endorsements, you know, we're not going to be coming back and forth to you three or four times to make sure you got the right stuff. Then that general contractor has faith that, you know, they don't have to put up with the headache of us missing out. Okay. Okay. So, so um, the, the, um, the, the, the system, the cost base, the cloud based system that helps the contractors manage the, those, those COIs. Yeah. Um, is that something that the contractor is is a pain to access, or 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 basically the, the revenue model is is based on on, uh, on 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 they end up buying insurance from you and their subs end up buying insurance from you? Yeah, so that's uh, kind of the insure tech turned agency part. Tony is uh, we learned you know, what makes money is selling insurance. Um, so we're putting more focus on kind of that part of the business. Like I said, making sure we get contractors the right insurance and um, a little less focus on the black hole of software that most companies um, have. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a couple different models on the software side. Um, you know, we're kind of turning that into like a self-use tool as like a, hey, here you go. This is a, a nice to have. Um, but we, we ran into a period of time where we were dumping a lot of money in the software. We kind of made it a little Frankenstein of everything that everyone asked us to do, we would do it. Um, and now, yeah, I think the, the business model is starting to, to shift in the right way of, hey, what we're good at is, is procuring insurance. And I think a lot of companies can build really cool software, but it doesn't really turn up in sales. And that's, that's what we're here to do now kind of bring back the well we have a cool cool software that works but it works because we can sell insurance off of it okay so so the software was created was marketed uh and and then the pivot was creating the agency or or, or was the agency already there or did you go out and buy an agency in, in order to to do the agency piece no they actually came at the same time but i i would say the pivot is more in the focus of um, pivot, you, you, the focus used to be on the software side, like let's make a, a software revenue-based company and let's try to get some 
software margins and let's try to go raise money at a software level. But, you know, what pays the bills is, is buying and selling the insurance. So I think more of the, the pivot is really just kind of a, a minor shift and, um, Hey, let's, let's figure out some insurance solutions. So like some of that shift is, um, going into like custom insurance products now. So, you know, there's a lot of people who have a really hard time finding the insurance they need for the certificates. So we've created a couple of custom-based systems um, for a specific member to use. Like if someone um, who's using the software, if they say, hey, we still have a really hard time finding insurance for our independent contractors, uh, we can build some custom insurance programs on the back of that. We've also, um, you know, about a year into Bunker, we ran into situations where companies would say, hey, we have a lot of independent contractors, but it's all gig work. Like we can't make somebody buy a $500 work comp policy for a year when they may work for us once in a month and decide it's not for them. Or they may work for us twice in a month or once in a year. Like we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, we, we shifted away from, well, they can't use our software. So let's try to figure out how we can do some custom uh, usage-based insurance plans with some of these companies to obtain the same goal, get everybody insurance that needs insurance. We're just going to do it in a different way. Um, And that's kind of our, uh, what I'll call like our no code embedded insurance programs where you don't have to waste time uh, six, seven months, you know, working with your IT team and figuring out where this fits on the product roadmap. Like those are usually insurance programs that we can get going in less than a month. Okay. And, okay. And, and who, uh, so, 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 so the program are, uh, speechless Tony. Yes. Correct. Which is very <laughs> rare. Very rare. Uh, so, so Where our, can I bring some clarity into what we do? <laughs> so, so are you partnering with carriers to, to, uh, to, to create those programs? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're partnering with carriers, MGAs. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably like one reason I think you kind of get that like, okay, well, that's a lot of stuff going on um, is because, you know, I think most insure techs focus on one thing um, and do it really well. And we've kind of created um, kind of an ecosystem, you know, for gig workers, freelancers, independent contractors, where you know, if, if one thing doesn't work, then we're going to try to work in some other type of solution there. Um, so we're not uh, typically just like a, a one, one hit wonder, um, or, or we kind of have this one thing, you know, we, we really try to look at, you have all these independent contractors, they all need insurance. Uh, let's figure out how we make that work. Does that work through the software, giving them individual policies, giving them those traditional general liability, professional liability policies, or is this a, a unique case where we really need to hunker down and build something unique and completely custom for you? Okay. So, so um, how, how did uh, like your your own career has has been is, is interesting? Uh, I talked to, to to a lot of of intrinsic leaders and and uh, uh, so so you came from American family, right? A big Wisconsin uh large, large company and and then you spent some time doing training uh b- before com- uh, coming over to, to bunker so 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 tell me a little bit about, about your path oh man 
man, my path goes further back than that. And it's, it's pretty twisted. Um, gosh, I mean, I can start with, you know, I'm from a, a really small town, 2,500 people in Southern Indiana. Um, so uh, my mom, she owned her own real estate company, um, my mom and pop shop. Uh, so I, I kind of watched her as a business owner and a couple of my uncles and aunts had businesses. I uh, went to Indiana University. I failed out of business school, Tony. I don't know how many uh, insure tech leaders will tell you they failed out of business school, but I certainly did. I got my C in accounting and kicked me out of the Indiana University business school um, because I was running a business full-time out of college. I actually bought a small diner in my hometown when I was a freshman in college and I was doing that full time. So um, restaurant owner at the age of 19, um, I didn't do that very well, that's for sure. Um, but then uh, graduated college and my first job was with an American family agent selling personal lines. And at that point, I didn't even know what a deck page was, Tony. Like He'd be like, have you ever shopped for insurance before? And I was like, no, I'm still on my mom and dad. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Um, so I did that for $14 an hour. I just got married. Um, so I had moved to Madison, Wisconsin, got married, was working for 14 bucks an hour selling personal lines insurance. Um, but at that point, the uh, district manager was throwing out a bonus. Like if you sold X amount of policies, uh, that he would give a CSR, like I was a CSR, I wasn't an agent, uh, a bonus. And I was like, oh yeah, like I'm broke. I just graduated college. I just got married. I've got no money. Like I'm going to ace that sales, uh, sales pitch. And I did. And so I did that really uh, fast and I learned it really well. And my agent was focused on commercial insurance, which is why he had me in personal and I just love commercial insurance. Like he would always bring me in on meetings. Um, he would always bring me on some trips and phone calls. Um, but then I had a kid and I needed to get my own health insurance pretty fast. Uh, Cause I was still in my parents. Imagine that at, at 23. Um, so I went to American family corporate and it's right across the pond in Madison here. Um, so I worked in their brokerage division for a few years um, yeah, we're their wholesale division, brokers division, where we, we place risk with companies that were not American family for American family agents. That's where I really took off in my commercial uh, insurance space. Okay, so, so, so why leave American family? Because I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, uh, generally a well-liked company uh, yeah okay so I'll, into. I'll preface like american family is a great company like i liked working there uh as a company the division i was in um i think everyone in the company would tell you is like horrible um okay, so gotcha. i'm kind of unapologetic when i say that um so you can not edit that out you can edit that out whatever you want to do um but yeah, I just, I mean, it's kind of, you, you'll hear from like other insure tech people, like the resistance to change, um, the lack of innovation, like that stuff just kind of eat, eat, you know, ate at me for the longest time um, to where I was like, you know, I've, I've got to get out of here and where I can spread my wings a little bit. And then um, the first company that offered me a job when I was applying out of American Family was this uh, 
it was a small, uh, it's a farm insurance company essentially here in Wisconsin. And um, I just said like, hey, I just want to get out of here at American Family, put me in wherever you want to. And they put me in as a trainer um, for their new agents. And I was like, well, yeah, I could do that. I could teach people commercial insurance. So um, I did that for four months um, until I didn't really like that either, Tony. And then Bunker called me and then that's when I fell in love. So, so what, what, what is it about the insure tech side that, that is so attractive uh, versus your first several experiences? Yeah, I, I think for me is, you know, I wasn't uh, boxed in, you know, I can do whatever I want. I can kind of uh, shape things the way I want to shape. Um, like when I came to Bunker, I think I was the second insurance advisor hired, uh, maybe third, second or third. And so there really wasn't anything set in stone of how you had to do it. You know, we had no, um, we didn't have a whole lot of carrier appointments um, and nobody there really had the depth of knowledge of the commercial insurance space that I did. So I immediately came in, felt like I got to influence uh, kind of the direction, got to influence products. Um, I just felt like, you know, when you work hard at an insure tech and, or any kind of startup, like it pays off because, um, you know, it, it's very noticeable when everybody's working their hardest, everybody's putting in their best. Um, and you, the whole company feels it at that point. Um, so I just, I love the startup adrenaline. Um, I love the startup kind of culture. Um, like we were, I never knew at a company, which we were, you know, considered like a tech company that you could play Super Smash Brothers during work. And it's like considered a good thing. I was like, oh yeah, like this, this is the stuff. Um, so I just fell in love. Like I love the culture. Um, I even love the stress that comes with startup life. So uh, before we lose two thirds of, of, of the Gen Zers in, in, in the audience <laughs> to, to InsureTechs, uh, while InsureTechs can be a lot of fun, uh, there's a lot of, of of grinding too in general oh, right so 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 uh don't leave traditional insurance because you think you'll be playing video games all day yeah um, that's right it, you work hard, play fun, hard for sure but but there, there's definitely a, a lot of uh of, of 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 grinding to to uh to to get something off the ground oh you bet yeah there there is no asking like well who here does this nobody does you better do it um, and my whole boss had like never come to me and ask me like or say like that's not my job because that's probably nobody else's job either you better figure it out um but that's part that i love i love the grind makes sense yeah it looks like it's just a great personality fit and at this point you uh four years at bunker at this point yep almost four years so yeah that's a that's a significant amount of time i mean i mean for for in church tech terms that makes you a veteran yeah uh, absolutely so awesome okay um normally i i, I ask um is, is there anything that's coming down uh the 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 the, the future of bunker is there anything you want to talk about well anything that you can talk about when it, when it comes to 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 what else are, are you guys doing uh, since you guys recently pivoted, it completely understand if, if like nothing is is likely to change. Um, 
no I, I think a lot of things are going to change um tell you the truth like um yeah i think with kind of our new focus like we're in high growth mode again like we're ready to go um like i said like the reason we haven't um i guess uh been in kind of the the names of the sexy players in the space is probably because we haven't went out and raised funds for a while like we're, we're crossing that profitability line so um we're just in a really different position than a lot of other insure techs and i i feel like it's a great position so you know, next for us, um, lots of carrier integrations. I'll shout out to Herald API. Everybody, hope check them out. Um, who's helping us plug in some APIs this summer to different carriers to automate some more of that contract-based um, insurance procurement. Um, we're also investing pretty heavily in all the usage-based um, things I was talking about too. So I've hired a, a couple of producers on that side of the business um, so that I can focus on kind of all um, new lead gen as far as that goes. Um, and then kind of building out more and more of that, that usage-based program. So um, I, I, yeah. I think pro uh, ultimately profitability is much more important than, than, than growth. And unfortunately, a lot of intrinsics have done that backwards. Just, <laughs> you know, the, the, the whole startup model, the tech startup model uh, right, historically has been based on growth, and in insurance, it's very hard to uh, to to make a fast-growing book profitable. Once you need to turn, once you need to 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 switch that, uh, you know, to flip that switch. Uh, yeah. so, so, so I think profitability is is. It's sexy to me, Tony. You know, it's, it, 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 the it may not be sexy to the very, uh, very important. The fundraisers out there, but you know, I always say we're I'm not a founder, but I sure am a survivor. <laughs> awesome. Uh Ryan, th thank you. Thank you very much for, for coming on to tell us a little bit uh, uh, about, about Bunker. Great name, by the way. Uh, yeah. and, and uh best of luck to you guys. Thank you.